stupid spoiler. Please be advised. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler app. Everest fo- spoiler app. This is spoiler app number 36. 36. Nice. Last time we did one was Ant-Man. Ant-Man. It's been a little bit. Um, so anybody new, of course, we always got to make the disclaimer. This is a full spoiler app of Everest. We will be giving away the ending and everything else. So if you have not seen the movie, you might want to stop and watch it and mm-hmm. then come back to this. Or, or maybe you don't give a shit. <laughs> or, yeah. Or if you have no intention of seeing it. Yeah. The movie. If you have no intention of seeing it, then this <laughs> is what yeah, this, this is. is you know, just kind of listen and see what you've... Um, uh, missed might be the wrong word, uh, but uh, you know you'll um, you'll get an idea. Okay, so we talked about this on episode two eighty nine. Yes, we kind of split on it. Yes, um, I haven't changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Come in, on, in, thir- in thirty minutes. That's, that's you should have by now, Chris. You should have really redacted um, your stance on it. So let's let's go into what the whole movie is. Basically, it's about um, this actual team. Uh, of people that went up uh, in in 1996, and based on true events, based on true people, uh, real people, actual people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh, a severe storm comes in, and a bunch of people die. Right. Um, it's basically this guy. Um, th- these two expeditions on May 10th, 1996, started ascending towards the summit of Mount Everest, the highest point on Earth. Uh, now, what was fascinating is the beginning, it said, because of all these tours, it was something like 20 groups were there at the same time, and they were worried about it getting too crowded. Yeah, that was what was so crazy. Um, it, it was like... They had to wait in line to use a ladder to yeah, cross a crevasse. That was part of part of the issue, is is all these people were trying to get up there and Jason Clark who was a fine actor plays this guy Rob Hall and it was his company that had been sending people up there and he was sort of uh, they very much established they give you a bunch of stats at the beginning of the movie yes which I, I liked all that it was really good it was telling mm-hmm. you how many people died when they first started going to Everest right and then starting in like the 90s no one like they had they had increased safety measures and started using because of these basically guided tours yeah these guided tours with with like the best climbers on the planet, with, right? With all this mm-hmm. experience and and Jason Clark, it'll cost you a pretty penny, but you might survive. So people started doing grand. it. Yeah. Like, I love how they wove that in there. It mm-hmm. costs sixty five grand to go up there, and they don't guarantee you getting to the summit, right? Um, they just they they want to um, get you back. Like one of the parts of dialogue was like, you know, you're paying me to get you back safely, not to get you to the top. Yeah, so. They make it very clear. There's a guy, one of the one of the actors is, who um, is uh, Jonathan Jonathan Hawks plays this. Actually, these are all real people. Plays this guy Doug Hansen, who's tried like three times, hasn't been able to make and it, and hasn't been able to make it the last time. Um, there's a scene in there where he says, um, "I was close," and then uh, you know, and then I had to turn around, and 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 Brolin goes, who plays the. One, this guy, the Texan, the Texan, who has a has a has a Bob Dole camp has a Dole camp shirt from 1996, which is great. Yeah, and it's weird. He's the American that's um, loud, arrogant, and uh, annoying. And annoying, um, which I've seen them when I've traveled. Of course, they of exist. course. I'm not saying it's not based in fact. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, cinematically, I'm, I'm tired of seeing the caricature of the sure. dumb American tourist that's throwing around his ego and money. Right. Um, which most people from Texas do. Yes. Uh, 
But don't make his first lines of dialogue. I'm from Texas, Texas, born and bred, yeah. Texas. Yeah, <laughs> Texas, Texas, Texas toast. Yeah. Texas like, come toast. Come on, I, I get it. I yeah, got it. I got it, <laughs> Texas. Um, so there's a scene where uh, John Hawk's character uh, said, oh, you know, I, I had to turn back. And Brolin goes, why'd you turn back? And uh, uh, Jason Clark goes, I made him turn back because... And that's when he says that line, which is, yes. you're paying me not to get to the summit, but to get you back alive. Right. It was past the point, because like, they make it very clear, two o'clock. If you don't get up there by two, you got to turn around and come back. Right. Because there just isn't enough time, because um, it gets too dark, too cold, too the temperature just plummets. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so basically, a lot of these people die. Yes. Um, because this is what really happened. Yeah, and it's also, you know, it, it also brings up the whole point of, like, you know, no one is forced at gunpoint to climb Mount Everest. They this paid. Is a, this is a choice, and, yeah, they actually paid to do it. And I get that the fact that there's many people that there are thrill seekers, you know, extreme yeah. sports, and the bigger the danger, the bigger the thrill. Right. Totally get that part of human nature. And being able to say... I climbed Mount Everest. Yes. It's like you are in a very, very small, a very club. small club, especially that um, Japanese uh, mountain climber who climbed all the other summits. This was her last one. She goes, I've done six of seven summits. Right. And this was the one she goes, I'm 47 years old and yep. I need to do this. Um, so, and really it was, um, it was set up for, these are all expert climbers. And ultimately if we, you know, we get into the, uh, the, the ending is it's, it was really the storm. Right, that that pretty much um, killed them. Now, there's not saying that somebody might have died along the way or mm-hmm. lost fingers or toes or hands or whatever, but for the most part, it was the storm. Yeah, it was the storm that killed people. And there was the thing where the John Hawks character, it's and they keep showing the time. Right, exactly. It's like three fifteen, and he's getting right. close to the summit, and and Jason Clark comes up and goes. You, we got to turn around. You can't make late. it. He goes, come on. Come on this, let me go. Let me go to the top. Let me get one more shot. And, and you, that killed both of them. No, yeah. you, so it makes you wonder, like, if he had said no and they went back, would they be alive? Yes, they would. Probably. Yeah. Maybe they would have got caught in the storm because it came mm-hmm. up so quickly. Because those other people went back and they got killed too. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a moment, and this is, this is they, they did this moment where he goes, he looks at him and, and he goes, this is my last chance. Come on, man. Right. And Okay. Right, and they go up there and they get to the summit. And he goes, right. "Oh my God, I did it!" And then his air starts, and he's he's mm-hmm. not doing well. Now, let me ask you a question because it get, got a little confusing. This is one of the other things too uh, about you know some, some of the ways the movie was shot. Like when everyone was bundled up, I had trouble remembering like who was in what color <laughs> coat, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because <laughs> you so you couldn't tell because with the wind and everyone's bundled up, and then you know you could barely hear the voices. I'm like, wait, who is that again? Who was that? And but one of the things I, I wasn't it wasn't clear on to me is that near the summit they were leaving oxygen tanks mm-hmm. for on the way back, and then there was one guy checking them all, saying that they were empty or they were half empty. Like what happened there? Like, was there, did someone forget to put oxygen up there? Did something happen to the tanks? Like, it was never really explained, like, what happened to that oxygen. I was feeling the same thing. I was like, this is, but it, how I took it was, Uh there were so many people, everyone was trying to get up there May 10th. There's that meeting where they all want to go up there May 10th. Mm -hmm. And so it could have been another group that grabbed it. Yeah. It could have just, like, it just was Mm -hmm. like, and part of it to me, what they were saying was, 
it just, there was a bunch of little fact, the storm is the main reason, but mm -hmm. then there's little factors like they weren't clear on who had tanks up there right. and where they were. They weren't, um, you know, he broke his rule of it's past two o'clock. Right. Um, you had uh, other little factors of no one had made it to the summit and the woman down at base camp who uh, she did a really good job. That was played by, was it Charlotte Boving? No, I'm sorry. Uh, she's in a bunch of stuff. Where is her? Oh, the British actress. The British actress. Mm -hmm. Um, she uh, she was at base camp and did a really good job of sh of sort of. Um, yeah, I know. I can see her right now. I can I'm... see her face. It's right. <laughs> she's, she's been in a million. Um, she's been in a million things. Um, she uh, she played a uh, Emily Watson. Emily Watson. Watson. Yeah, yeah, she played a really good part. And also, you could see the frustration in everyone's face, where it's like, well, if we try to save people, then these people may die too. So it's all that like making those calls. The business end of it, though, because mm -hmm. these people paid sixty five grand, right? So. Um, she's at base camp going, God, if he has to, uh, another year of no one getting to the summit. Right. What's his annual report going to look like? Well, especially too, you got a journalist with you. Yeah, you got a journalist with you. So there are some of these pressures. This guy, Doug, who couldn't, who missed it three times. There's a quick scene where he's walking with, with, with Rob, with Jason Clark's character. And he says, hey man, thanks for giving me the discount. Right. He says, hey man, you've been doing this. You work three jobs or whatever. You work and, three jobs. Yeah. We really appreciate you keep coming back here, mm -hmm. you know? Um, because I'm sure there's plenty of people that went, I spent all this money, I tried to go, and then that was that. Oh, there's plenty of people that do it once if they don't make it, like, I'm not doing that Fuck again. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have no desire to ever try to do that after watching this movie. <laughs> you know what I had the desire to? We talked about it on the regular episode. I would love to see Nepal and see those monasteries. And yeah. at at were at best i should say i would go to the first base camp just to see it because that's kind of a tourist attraction too just to see the first one right um but even then it's so high up you still gotta acclimate yeah. to uh um to it in fact they show josh brolin's character where he's like i thought i'd be acclimating quicker like even like at the at the lower elevations um, and, and I will say at the end when he just gets up and walks back into camp, I had heard that story before. I knew that somebody had done that. Like I had, I had heard that, um, like his story has been told before where it's like everyone just left him for dead and no one was coming for him. And he just literally got up and walked and no one knew how he was still alive. Yeah. Nobody did. Yeah. And he lost his, the thing that was so compelling for me was they make his nose all frost. It's all horrifying. His yeah. fingers, and then they show the actual picture where he meets his wife. Yeah. The actual guy. His he lost his fucking nose. Right. Like, and his hands. And his hands. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, he had severe frostbite. Like his skin was black. Right. Because it had just frozen and died. Yeah. Um, and nobody knows how. And I think to me, why I why I did like it is it is it when people like. They talked about earlier of all the things that can happen. Like there's that scene with the doctor and where your brain, I forget the name of it, but like your brain starts to like swell or something like that. And people have hallucinations. Or they, they get really hot. So they start taking their coats. They take taking like, their coats off. The thing I liked is they're sitting. A lot of it's oxygen. 
It's oxygen De- deprivation. deprivation and yeah. yeah, your brain is basically like like suffocating or something because right. it doesn't have enough oxygen. And I'm, I'm not you're not supposed to be there. You're not no. supposed to be on top of Mount Everest. And he says <laughs> it. He goes, "You're at an altitude that's both that's just, your body is literally dying. Right. You know, to get up there, you're 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 climbing at the cruising altitude of a seven forty seven. Yeah. You know, yeah. so he he says. Um, the thing I liked was... There's always the sage Russian, too. The mountain always has the last word. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was the... <laughs> <laughs> the mountain will always talk to you as if yeah. it's whatever. Like, there's always that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, they're waiting. They're, 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 they're up there, and everyone is summited, which is a very emotional scene. When everyone gets to the top, the right. Japanese woman, it's emotional. Like, yeah. holy shit, what they've accomplished. And um, so then they're all trying to get back down. And there's a scene where he's waiting with a guy. And all of a sudden you see that guy just get up, take his clothes off and fall off the side. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I liked about that. It didn't, they didn't do slow-mo. They didn't have musical bum, bum, bum. And right. Whoa! Yeah, the guy it, just showing it realistically. I will say I did like that. Yeah, it was like where, where, and that's how it would happen. Right, you just get blown off the side, and no one would ever see no you. No one would again. ever see you, and your buddy wouldn't go, Steve. Yeah. No, he would just go, oh. Right, and because the visibility is so bad, you wouldn't even notice. You right wouldn't away. even notice, man. Like a guy is fifteen feet ahead of you, and you're screaming at him. He can't hear you. Right, and he just keeps walking, like that kind of stuff. And and. When the guys got down to the first base camp and they were barely alive and they were just like, there's people up there and they, they just had these looks in their eyes like, I can't do it. You know, there was no... And if it if the if the Beck guy from Texas didn't actually get up in real life and everyone, you know, that story you've heard, right. that didn't actually happen... No one would have believed no it. No one would movie, believe it. Yeah. If you put it in a movie, you would not believe it. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, bullshit. Yeah. So that, I think they did a good job of... of I didn't feel like I was watching an action movie. No, either did I. And that was good. But I will say my biggest complaint with it was just the story progression and the way it was shot. And ultimately, I think if this script and this budget... Um, it was a $55 million uh, $55 million, yeah. It was not a cheap movie to make, but it was still... It looked cheap in parts. And that was one of the problems I had with it. If it wasn't $100 spe- million. Dollars. Right. And I think this type of movie um, would have been better with a more seasoned filmmaker... And I don't even know if you needed to really jump the budget as much. I think you needed to maybe use the money a little more wisely, mm-hmm. perhaps. Um, but let's say this was a uh, um, you know a movie made by a more seasoned filmmaker. Uh, I, I think it would have been better, and I think it would have looked better and even looked a little more realistic. Like even like uh, um, like a Sam Mendes or somebody right. like that. If he would have directed this film, I think it would have resonated a little bit more, especially. Um, personally but also i think um just the way it was shot and i I will say this about filmmakers too these movies are not easy to make they're not at all and to make them look good and make them look right and also keep that human um compelling element to it it's not an easy thing you've got to get almost like a spielberg from 20 years ago right that uh that can do uh, both large and small moments and piece them together for a movie like this. And I just don't think he was up to the job. I, you know, I guess to me, the small moments resonated a little more. Okay, that's fair. Like when when Jason Clark's character was stuck up there and they're like, you got to come down. And so they call his wife to tell him, they're like, the wife is going to get him down. (coughs) Which they did twice. Which they did twice. (laughs) 
Well, the second time they knew he was going to die. And the second time was like, let's make him say goodbye to his wife. Right. And the thing I liked was if it was a Hollywood action movie, he would have gotten up and he would have done it. No, he didn't. It's 30,000 feet or whatever. Yeah, his body was dying. His he body didn't have was enough, dying. He didn't have the oxygen and there was nothing he could do. And the wife saying, I love you, come home, you got to mm-hmm. come home to meet your daughter is not enough when <laughs> when your body is just shutting now, down. If there wasn't a storm, you know, right. they could have you know, brought the oxygen back up to him. I mean, it was all, like you were saying, all these things happen. It was the time, the storm, the oxygen not being available. And it was... It was like too like, so, so that second scene... Where, 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 and just the, the, you know, Emily Watson flipping out a little bit in the tent and then the, then the reality of, and they have a board of all the hikers and they're like, take, you know, this guy didn't make it, this right, guy didn't right. make it. Mm-hmm. She's got to call. Um, you got to call the families. Got to call the families. And then when it's like the, the team that's coming up there to, to, to bring him tanks goes, we can't get up there. Right. They radio down and then it's just like. And even getting the helicopter up there, I thought that was a good scene. Like they show how impossible it is to get a copter up there. And they had to pull all the to the light in it because they're like, we can't get up there, so they pull all the seats out and pull yeah. everything on one pilot. And also, you know, too, that attempt was only made because of like some government and embassy calls. Yeah, yeah, by the Texans family, by the rich Texans, <laughs> yeah, family. by the rich Texans family, exactly. Um, so that to me, like, uh, and then just the stark reality of. You know, the Japanese woman's body is just frozen to death. Right. This other guy that is... And you can't bring those bodies down. No. Like they said, they're still up there. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure they're well-preserved, too. You're going to see them going up and going down. Well, they did that. There was a scene where they were on the ascent climbing the beginning, and yeah. you just saw a frozen body just sitting right. there and you're just like holy shit there's nothing there's no, nothing they can do that can be done they're done it's just stuck up there and your right. body's dead up there and so like they had a monument and it felt like they shot at this at the actual places the yes. monument of dead hikers or mm-hmm. whatever dead climbers and it was like man I'd like to see that right. just how intense that must be um, so uh what was the other moment I wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is the rogue guy, and he's oh yeah, he's yeah, the, the hipster climber. Yeah, and he dies. Yeah, you know he knows everything about everything, and he's dead. Well, and also too because he clearly physically wasn't up to it because he's you know injecting himself and yeah. he's out of breath and he pushed it, and it's almost like a rivalry with the other um, company, mm-hmm. and it ultimately kills him. Well, it showed you. All these other little factors, you know, pushing it, money. Right. Um, like they were fighting over the journalist. Like, yeah. I, you know, you took, you took my journalist. No, it's cool. I'm like, look, she w- went with me. Like, it was, it was an interesting moment at the beginning. Like, it, you could tell that was a sore spot, but it was also like, uh, there's also other journalists. They're going to, I mean, this is a national, there's not going right. to be one journalist that's going to go to Everest. And what I love too is, uh, they acknowledged that there was an IMAX crew there. There's always an IMAX crew. Right. And every, you know, we're shooting Everest and stuff. And that, that was one of the reasons I thought, um, um, I felt they really could have incorporated more amazing footage from the mountain. Oh, uh, right. Like even, I mean, the footage exists. You know, it's already been shot. You know, license it or whatever. And, you know, make that as, uh, put that in with your backdrop of them being in the sound stages up top. Right. So, right. Um, I, yeah, I just, uh, I just didn't like the way it was shot. I think if a... Uh, in the hands of another filmmaker. And this will not be the last Everest film. Believe no. me. They, they, it's like one of those, it's like, a, 
you know, a football movie. Every few years, this another is- one's going to come out. Because there's got to be a dozen... More Just stories or whatever. Crazy stories. Yeah. yeah, and and it's um, um, it's also one of those things where it's it just there's just an appetite for it because it's a real life adventure. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be um, a, an interest in seeing and hearing did about you, it. Did you like Kara Knightley as his wife, the pregnant wife? You know what I did. She um, I, I liked her. I found her actually believable. She's actually a decent actress. Mm-hmm. She's just gotten into some weird roles that yeah. haven't really showcased her talent. But I thought she did a good job. But you know rather large age difference again with uh hollywood casting like she's actually still pretty young and jason clark's fairly older right uh, <laughs> and it's their first child so um uh, and it, it's funny too you see um when they see the real people it's like oh those ages are look a little different than uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know i i always i know it's like a staple of true stories but i just like it when you show me the picture of the actor, I like people. it too. I mean, that really. Um, and the thing that I did like about it too is that there was some effort to recreate that iconic photo that they took at the beginning. Yeah, they took adventure right. consultants and then yes. they showed that actual photo photo of everybody, uh-huh. and you're like, wow. Yeah, and also a lot of the actors and actresses uh, resembled the real people, mm-hmm. which was cool too. Not all of them, but you know, some of them did. And then, and then, you know, Karen Knightley is is pregnant with a daughter. And he's like, I want to call her Sarah, and she's like, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not calling her Sarah. So then. They show the photo of Sarah, who was born in '96, who's now 19 years old. Right, right. And and I looked in the credits. She uh, was very helpful for this film in terms of getting you know actual footage or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever she did. Right. Um, so I liked all that, and I liked you know I mean the the 47 year old Japanese woman you know the photo of her and each of the people that actually died showing the yeah. actual person like. On, on, you know, at base camp, like, right. all fired up. We're going to do this. Yeah, and there's then, no way we're going to die. And it's yeah. like... Like, because you also have um, that confidence of them. This nobody. It wasn't anybody's, like, first climb, at, at least not in that group that they, that they showed us. Right. It was like, you get the impression that everyone's experienced experts and stuff like... So everyone has that. And justifiably so that mm-hmm. confidence that this is just going to be kind of an awesome adventure that the danger isn't as bad as you know obviously it was yeah that was the other thing the movie did a good job i thought of saying um you have such a small margin of error right you cannot screw up here or you're gonna die again i'd like to see another filmmaker just do the second half of the film again so, <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know we want to we actually have a sponsor for this um the spoiler app a new sponsor what i know crazy parachutehome.com but they don't sell parachutes what now, wouldn't a parachute insane? have helped helped them get off of everest I, definitely yeah you could uh, or you know one of those skis with the parachutes to slow you down <laughs> <laughs> it's a new extreme sport paraskiing yeah um this is parachutehome.com. Now, here's the thing. You, we had another sponsor that uh, you got a free bed. Yes. Right? So now I'm thinking, well, you're buying beds online. Now it's sheets. They sell sheets online. So, and they sent me the sheets, and I will say they're extremely comfortable. They're really good. They're uh, long staple Egyptian cotton. They're manufactured in a mill in Tuscany that's been weaving bedding for nearly 80 years. And then they send them right to your door. Now, um, they cut out the licensing and distribution fees, so you get it for less. But one of the things I do like about these smaller companies, and I think they're based in Venice, too. Wasn't that... Uh, Venice, California. Yeah, Venice, yeah, California. Venice, Venice Beach. Yeah, Venice Beach. Um, 
the smaller companies are a little more socially conscious. Like like the publisher of our book, Morgan James, gives money to Habitat for Humanity mm-hmm. for every book sold, which is awesome. Um, like this company gives back uh, by the United Nations Foundation's Nothing But Nets to deliver life-saving malaria prevention bed nets to those in need. So that I always like doing business with a company yeah. like that because you know they're paying it forward. Yeah, that's what um, you should be doing. Right. You know, if you're a giant corporation, you're making a lot of money, make the world a better place a little yeah. bit. Don't just sell cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> to children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but um, I really, like I said, I really liked the, um, the, the, they have a lot of stuff. They have sheets and they also have, uh, I believe, comforters. But I, I wanted the sheets because we already have a comforter. And now, it, this is an interesting uh, statistic. It says 40% of Americans sleep without a top sheet. Um, I think that's bullshit. When I uh, have sheets set, I like a top sheet. I get a top sheet. Yeah. I always go top yeah, sheet. Yeah, I don't know. That's some weird, you know, young people thing. <laughs> you know, you guys... With the hula hoops yeah, and the rock that's and roll crazy. I don't, I don't like it. I don't care for it. And they're rock candy. a top candy. sheet like a goddamn yeah, adult. Yeah, come on. You know, you're not a savage. And so, uh, so what's the website? <laughs> the website is parachutehome.com. So it's P-A-R-A-C-H-U-T-E-H-O-M-E.com. But... Why would we let you pay full price? That's no, crazy. Don't. Go to parachutehome.com slash CFN, and Parachute will give you $25 off your first order. So you guys are getting $25 off. Yeah. You're buying some good sheets from a company yeah. here, right, in Southern California, that they give a little money to yeah. you and to help stop but malaria. Get the, but get the top sheet, get the top seriously. Sheet. Don't, don't be like a weirdo. wolf. Yeah. <laughs> so parachutehome.com slash CFN. Use the promo code CFN, and Parachute will give you $25 off the first order. All right. Sheet work it. Sheet work it? That's a hashtag sheet work it. Um, all right, so what else? Anything else with uh, you want to talk about with the good people at Everest? The good people at Everest. I will say the casting was very good. Casting like, was very like, good. You know there was definitely a rather large casting budget. Um, and they cast a lot of actual Sherpas and stuff like that, yes. which was really cool to hear them talk, to see the, 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 the like strategy discussions they had to have before right. they make the made the ascent, and how the maybe there was some rivalry, and they don't know all the Sherpas didn't get along, yeah. which was really interesting. And I'm like, this is a life and death situation. Do you have really time for petty squabbles? And apparently, the answer is yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> they Human sure beings do. always have the time yes. for that nonsense. <laughs> Good for us. Uh, for, way, way to go, humans. But it, that, that was interesting to me, too, is to see, like, I don't know this subculture at all. I'm not a climber. I don't know. You're not me. a Sherpa. I'm not a Sherpa. <laughs> but then seeing, like, you know, when they have that log jam at the at the um, the bridge, mm-hmm. that was terrifying. Yes. And, um, and that's when we find out how much each one paid. Right. Because uh, Josh Brolin goes. Right. This is like, we had a line at Walmart. Like, I made 65 grand away to Marmar at Walmart. Yeah. I, know, I know you can't guarantee the summit. I get it, but I'm not right. fucking waiting in line yeah. at Walmart for 65 grand or whatever. Right. So that was cool. So so Jason Clark tries, you know, holds the like, you know, base camp town hall meeting, and the South Africans are like, fuck you, man. You're just here for the money. You're not gonna tell us how to do this. Right. You don't get this. And he's like, I'm not, I'm just asking. And then they're like, fuck all. So there's this all this like yeah. jockeying and politics. And, and it made perfect sense. It's yeah. like, of course, this is for everyone's safety. So we don't have a thousand people up right. at the at the summit at the same time. And one of the things we didn't 
mentioned too is when they were getting closer to the summit the ropes weren't there there was an issue oh, where God. there was something else where they had split the duties where all the ropes to climb up there were supposed to be and they weren't there so it wasn't really clear too like who exactly dropped the mm-hmm. ball on that but they had to be repaired and they lost time to get up there for that. All these little things. That added up. And when a bit, if the giant storm wouldn't have happened, they probably could have done okay. Right. But when a giant storm happens, you can't screw up at all. Right. So, um, but it was interesting. I, I, and, I, and I recommend seeing it on a big screen. If you are... Everesty. If you are Everestified, then I would, I would, I would see it on a big screen. They, are, they did make it in 3D. I don't know that you need... Uh, no, you don't. No, but uh, it was cool. And it makes you cold. Makes you cold. <laughs> that was definitely cold. All right, buddy. Anything else? I think we pretty much covered it. All right. That's uh, spoiler app 36, Everest climate. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, that's our episode. We're going to be doing a couple more coming up, too, especially now that um, there's more quality films coming yeah, out. We'll be doing Oscar more spoilers. Movies. We're going to start doing some more mm-hmm. Oscar spoilers. So stick around for more of those guys. Uh, and of course, like us on the iTunes and the Facebook. Those. Yeah, good reviews on iTunes definitely help for sure. And uh, like we said before, you know, spend money in the store. But if you're, uh, you know, buying something on Amazon or iTunes, go through our affiliate links and that'll yeah. help us out too. You're going to buy that stuff anyway. Go through iTunes.com slash CFN and see all of our, if you go through our iTunes page, then we get a taste of anything yeah. you buy in there. And you can also see our movie recommendations, too. We've got some big studio ones, but we also have uh, some cool indies you may not have heard of, like Ink, mm-hmm. which is an amazing uh, low-budget film. And also Versus. If you want to see a crazy martial arts movie, uh, watch uh, Versus. It's got like something like um, assassins, zombies, uh, swordsmen, uh, a little bit of time travel, a gate to hell, and, uh, and a want. forest. <laughs> everything you want in a, mar- a crazy martial arts movie. So check out Versus. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's our episode. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first. Parachute sheets.